come out of a tradition that we took communion, uh, I guess it would be infrequently. We didn't have any specific pattern of taking it every week or even once a month. In most of the churches where I served, we, we took it on special occasions and high moments of, of, uh, of worship and faith. We, we tried to follow some aspects of the church calendar. And so certainly on Christmas Eve, there was a communion service and uh, Thanksgiving always seemed to be an appropriate place to do communion and, and uh, Good Friday uh, service might be a great place. Certainly Monday Thursday service with communion and foot washing was a time. And then there would be other times during the year that we would celebrate communion. And um, I've done communion in a lot of different ways as a pastor. Uh, I've led it in different ways. Uh, sometimes we've used a common cup and what they call intinction, where you break off a piece of the bread and dip it into the common cup. Uh, I grew up in the Episcopalian church where every Sunday we took the Eucharist and it was a wafer and, and uh, then we sipped from the common cup, not dipping anything in, but sipping from the common cup. Uh, I've done it all kinds of different ways in many different churches and in many different groups. First time I took communion after I became a Christian, I was at a youth uh, convention and um, I had just accepted the Lord and I, I was really trying to figure this all out and we took communion together as part of that final Sunday morning worship service. But the problem was that um, somebody forgot to go to the store. And uh, it was Sunday, it was Sunday morning, and I guess that was enough years ago that the stores were closed on Sunday morning in the area. The grocery store wasn't open. And there wasn't any place to go. And so they ravaged through what was left in the dining hall. And I took communion for the first time as a Christian, as somebody who believed in Jesus Christ. I took communion for the very first time with hamburger buns and water. And I still to this day think it may have been the most meaningful communion service I've ever been in. So as I was teaching students about worship and about communion, and we were talking about the various ways and times and styles and processes that people take communion, I reminded the students that in the fourth century, when they took communion, they took it with three cups. The first cup was water, the second cup was milk and honey, and the third cup was wine. Now, the reason that they had three cups was that the first cup, the cup of water, well, that was there because in order to take communion, you had to be baptized. And baptism was a lengthy process to prepare yourself for. And so they would always take a sip of water to remind themselves that their faith really had its, its genesis, its beginning, its full flower when they were baptized. So they would remember their baptism. The second cup they took, they drank from a cup that had milk and honey in it. And of course, that's a reference to the land that God promised in the Old Testament covenant. And they drank from the cup of milk and honey, not just to remind themselves of the blessings of God, but to connect themselves to the idea that Jesus Christ came and he includes both the Old and the New Testament, the Old and the New Covenants. And then finally, they took a, a cup that had wine in it, and that, as we practice today, was symbolic of Jesus' blood shed on the cross. 
Well, after some years, the cup of honey, milk and honey, and that kind of dropped out. I guess they couldn't see that quite connected to the events of the, uh, the events of the Last Supper and those kinds of things. So they just kind of dropped that out and it didn't maintain its importance in the life of the church. But they still took a cup of water and they still had a cup of wine and they would drink both cups. And finally somebody started questioning the idea of two cups. And a lot of debate went on about what to do with that because there were some that still believed that it was important to remember your baptism. And so the solution was that they took the cup of water and they took the cup of wine and they poured them into each other. They mixed them. And they said, this is good because in baptism, in communion, the real importance of this is the unity of believers, the unity of the faithful, the unity of the, of the congregation. And when you take water and you pour it into wine, you can't separate the water back out again. It mixes, it becomes part of each other. And in communion, the church taught that that's what happens. We mix our lives, our response, our faith to God, our faith in Jesus Christ. We mix that in with the sacrifice that Jesus did by dying for us on the cross. And that is what holds us together. That is the unity of the church, what Christ has done and what we have done in response to his favor upon our lives. So the next time you take communion, <clears throat> see if you can try three cups. Sometimes it's good to remember that you were baptized and that there are promises that God fulfills and there's the sacrifice of his blood on the cross.